Thank you, Sato. Pleasure to do business with you. Welcome to Karate Kid 2 Minutes, a podcast where we discuss the Karate Kid Part 2, two primary minutes at a time. I'm Robin, uh, Matt's on assignment, but joining us today, uh, back again from Cobra Kai Companion, welcome back, Peter. Hey, glad to be here, back by popular demand. Um, yes. Matt is still uh, praying somewhere for, for Daniel. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, he's been working on his breathing, especially work, especially podcasting with me week after week. Uh, it, there's definitely, he has to focus. There's a lot of patience involved. Uh, <laughs> I can understand. I, I, I don't know if I can do another week with you, but we'll, we'll see. <laughs> What you tell me you you wanted me for like uh, the, the entire next season of Cobra Kai? What, what are you oh, talking oh, about? Oh yes, that was not a lie. I, I would definitely <laughs> talk Cobra Kai. Uh, uh, um, all right, so today we are talking about uh, minute sixty-eight to seventy of the Karate Kid Part Two. They begin with Daniel putting his karate chop where his mouth is, and ends with Daniel getting some new threads. Uh, we pick up uh, where we left off on Monday with a little bit of a cliffhanger. Uh, Daniel's being forced to chop through six blocks of ice, and um, uh, Miyagi bets $600 on him. And uh, I love that the music in the bar has gone away as um, uh, Daniel and Miyagi are both doing the the prayer uh, focus uh, thingy. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we now have the classic uh, Miyagi training score. And we just kind of hear the crowd even dissipating in the background and that Miyagi training score uh, becoming front and center in the, the audio landscape. Um, yeah, I, it, it is such a beautiful moment, sequence, whatever you want to call it. Like this is, um, you know, there's a lot of people that do love this movie, but I, I think more people uh, watch the first one and maybe not care so much for two because there's no Cobras. And people love three. And mm-hmm. I, I I think when you think about part two, you think about the scene, you know, like, yeah, there's the uh, fight to the death, but chosen and, you know, some of these others. But like you ask people like, oh, what's what's one of your favorite scenes? I, I think a lot of people would also say the the, the ice, uh, the ice block scene here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I got to say that that seems to be like a post Cobra Kai mentality and you know no offense to cobra kai i love the show but it's so weird how somebody would be like yeah i don't like two because it doesn't have cobra kai in it <laughs> yeah but well that, it's that's a great movie <laughs> yeah i i don't think this um this was recorded i i feel this is when i went to um you know for those that don't know yuji okamoto who plays chosen he has a couple of restaurants in northern washington kona kitchen uh, i actually drove up with a buddy of mine up there planning just to eat and we, we were kind of uh, half jokingly, like, oh, we're gonna, you know, create something called like the all six challenge and order six plates and see if we can finish <laughs> it. I don't think we even finished three, <laughs> and I think we did order like five, so we didn't even get to six uh, orders. But um, thought Yuji would come by and say hello, but he ended up sitting with us for three hours. Uh, but at one point, you know, we were ta- we we talked about everything you could think of, like wow. politics. Uh, the Karate Kid, uh, Cobra Kai. And this is before anybody knew that he was going to be on Cobra Kai. Because um, I think this was April 2019. And according to him, he found out like later that summer or something. But um, what he said, because uh, I asked him, I was like, why do you think, you know, maybe some people didn't like part two? Because, I, you know, I told him part two was my favorite and things like that. He goes, you know, I, 
I think people really love Cobra Kai in the first movie, and there was no Cobras. Uh, and that's mm-hmm. probably why they also like part three. And I go, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, actually. Uh, it's a shame because I, 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 I don't know. I, it, I, I guess, you know, you, you can't let other people's opinions uh, play any part in the in, in you personally loving a movie. So I guess really in the end, it doesn't matter what other people think. But yeah. it, I do feel like it's a it's a shame. <laughs> but yeah, I, I have a friend who's a, a, a huge Karate Kid fan, as we all are. Um, he has an interesting way of uh, watching the trilogy. If he tries to do a binge, he goes one, three, then two. Hmm. Okay, and I've never done that because I think that's just insane. But I, yes. I, I can, I can see why because like let's keep all the, the stuff, uh, you know, in Cali together. All the cobras are mm-hmm. together, and then they go on a trip to Okinawa without cobras, and it's more about Miyagi. So I, I kind of get the idea behind that, but I think it's still an interesting watch. I mean, do you start to and then stop? You know, as Daniel and Miyagi walk to their car after the tournament, or I, I feel like you just have to kind of fast forward to where he he shows up after the prom. Hmm. You know, oh yeah. Which, by the way, we 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 didn't get to talk about how uh, you guys been meaning to ask me about a certain uh, headgear uh, for for my profession. Oh yes, that's right. Uh, it came up when the uh, well, I guess first off, do you think the mailman was being? A bit much, or do you yes. think oh, he's just having a normal conversation? <laughs> okay, so here, here's the thing. For those that don't know, Robin, you did mention this on on that episode. It's funny because like I heard that so long ago, and yeah. it hasn't rained in I don't know months. So <laughs> like I, I haven't been around my my rain hat to show you guys a, a, a picture. And so like one day I just remembered and I walked you know to my locker to that um, uh, where, where I had the hat, but. <laughs> As a, uh, a letter carrier of 14 years here, I, I would not typically go to like somebody's backyard and, um, you know, to, to get a signature for something because it doesn't appear that they have that type of relationship. Like I have customers that, you know, uh, I would say they're my regulars because, you know, I, I know the family and, um, you know, we talk and, you know, we talk about sports or whatever it is you know you kind of become their friends this guy right. doesn't he doesn't even know how to pronounce miyagi um and like dude you're you're really going out of your way to try to get this letter signed for like usually we would just leave notices <laughs> if nobody was right. available but like, this guy's like you know what maybe he's working in that backyard you know or maybe he heard the hammering like and and really really uh, just wanted to get that signature but i i think he was a little um being a little extra talking about like bringing the misses over and stuff like uh you should <laughs> right you should probably ask if that's even okay before you start just inviting your wife over i know i know even just like uh hey is it okay if i look around and then maybe if he's okay with that or if he says no come back another time you can take a look around then maybe you say hey you know hey next time i come by can i bring the missus my <laughs> and and the way he kind of put like oh like my wife likes all this kind of stuff, you know, <laughs> made it kind yeah. of like uh, I, I, I'm very much great. a person who, who likes to use the phrase read the room like yeah. <laughs> M- Mr. Mailman. Do you not hear the Bill Conti uh, score going on right now? And <laughs> yes. the way Mr. Miyagi says, Okinawa, like like you Yawa. need to exit left. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, if you notice, Miyagi just poked himself in the eye just as he was trying to get his reading glasses out. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Maybe he's not in a great mood. Yeah. No, that's great. I, I'm glad that I, I, I don't know. Maybe I should get one of those hats. Uh. <laughs> it, it it helps. Um, you know, yeah. it co- covers your head pretty well from the rain. Let me tell you. 
Uh, it sounds like it would be pretty loud with rain hitting that helmet, though. Yeah, you know, but um, <laughs> you know, I may or may not listen to podcasts while while I walk, which is <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. entirely safe. But when you're a butt in. Yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, let's see. Oh, so the next thing I, I know I know it is that we get another shot of uh, Sato sitting at the bar as they're doing the, the prayer thing. And I feel like is he either remembering this from what Miyagi Sr. had taught him, you know, years ago? Or is he just sitting there going, mess up, mess up? Come on, jinx, jinx, jinx. <laughs> stop focusing, stop focusing, stop focusing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, I, I think it's the breathing technique, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I think that helps you kind of balance and focus. So um, I, I think I, I think Sato, you know, doesn't really know the extent of Daniel's training. Um, so him seeing this is like, oh, wow, he, he taught him this too. So, okay, yeah. there is a possibility that I'm going to be out a few hundred dollars here. <laughs> And uh, well, let's get to it. The music swells, and then Daniel releases the karate chop, breaking through all six blocks of ice. And uh, well, what, do you, what did you think of this this moment? Uh, before I get into some details, <laughs> um, it's well, it's, it's fantastic. Like you know, you yeah. you don't you don't know it's coming, and what we've seen from you know the first movie, uh, everything was kind of. Uh, planted right like and, and then you had a big reveal this one there was really no setup um you didn't we have never seen daniel do anything like this no attempt at um you know hitting anything but obviously daniel knows some some sort of fundamental uh the the the, the science of it of uh, you know talking about the the, the hips and and, and all that um yeah and when he hits all six like i i like to also watch like extras and see their yeah. you know like face acting and I, I think everyone nails it like i i get really immersed into the scene and um yeah, yeah it's, a, it's it's a great payoff yeah it's nice not somebody like looking at the camera in the background <laughs> throw off right. shot. yeah but yeah or or just um you know like just oh, gosh because some people like overreact, you know, and just like, oh my god, you know, like what, what are you doing? That looks super unnatural. Like everybody looks pretty natural uh, in the background. Um, yeah, I was looking at Kumiko, and I noticed how close Daniel's little hand, his hand, comes to Kumiko's face as he's winding up, and then when he breaks the ice, uh, the elbow on his uh his left elbow kind of goes up and i swear like nearly grazes uka's nose <laughs> and i'm like why are they standing so close to him i if i was daniel i'd be like i need some room here i need to get some momentum <laughs> to get through all six uh it, it's pretty crazy to think the amount of force you would need standing like right in front of uh six blocks of ice to get your hand to go through at like i don't know near near your waist level uh it just seems pretty impossible oh i'm i'm sure that you know it's it's well staged and well rehearsed mm -hmm. as well i'm sure at some point they gotta say oh i'm pretty close to nobu mccarthy's nose you know so um <laughs> yeah. the, the the thing like with filming you know they they usually have like those uh uh, markers where they stand and, and, and things like that. I, I think because because of I, I I feel like there's more room than we actually see. Um, mm -hmm. 
you know, just like when people do the the, the play hitting, uh, you know, we don't see how far the, the fist really is from the face. We obviously, as the viewers, think it makes contact, but usually there's a, like a few inches apart. Um, but yeah, I, I always look at that too. But you know, Boo McCarthy, I, I don't know why I have to say her full name, but um, <laughs> she just like she sells it too. Like I, I yeah. really like watching her and Kumiko's uh, reaction. Oh gosh, uh, yeah. When when he uh, makes it through the ice, Daniel's completely stunned. We have Miyagi giving that classic end of tournament smile. <laughs> oh yeah. And and Kumiko and UK just laughing. You know they're so they're so excited for what just happened. And well, then you uh, see Sato just kind of turning his back on everything. Oh sure, I, I I bet you in the novelization it probably says something like, "Oh, there's a deadly scene where Kumiko whispers like, I didn't think he can do it.'" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I I noticed that Sato is kind of sitting at a bar and like on the bar there's also like a can of Budweiser and orange juice. Um, I I wonder if that's uh, any type of Easter egg, you know, like just a, a nod to like orange juice from the first movie. I, I know I'm reaching here, but it's not something <laughs> yeah. I've noticed before. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. There's there's definitely an ashtray there too with uh, uh probably and, some beer nuts see, or something. And I yeah. see some smoke rising, and I'm like, you know, I'm wondering if like between shots, you know, Danny and Pat were like having a smoke, <laughs> you know, just like, oh okay, here we go, here we go, put the cigarette down. <laughs> Um, here's a quote from Ralph Macchio about the ice breaking. Uh, he said there were, there were actual sheets of ice and it hurt, but there were some that were plastic or plexiglass. They scored them so they would break easy, but sometimes they would break when they put them in. So resetting them would always take a decent amount of time. If you watch the film, I'm hitting it using the side of my hand, which is bone. It hurts. Later, I would turn my palm so it wouldn't hurt as much. And I think somewhere in the film, you can see I start from the side and then I turn my hand palm out and I sort of help myself out by take 15. We did multiple angles. Well, obviously, they only did one icebreaking scene in the movie. So <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know what he's talking about somewhere in the movie. This is the only one icebreaking scene. But yeah, I slow it down. And you can see he goes from the side of his hand, and then he just palms his way right through that ice. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm going to have to do that at a slower speed, too. Um, yeah. Yuji, uh, we, we spoke off mic about this, but Yuji um, yeah. also shared uh, kind of what he remembered about this, too. And he, he mentioned, yeah, there, there were points where, like, the you know what was supposed to be the ice blocks, they were also hollow to kind of help um, shatter easier, too. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, as I am, like, watching it on ultra slow speed and you know the quality kind of plays the fact of being able to see any of the real details but you know you see him palm right through the ice but also as the ice uh after the ice breaks you see and and it's funny they cut away real quick after he goes through the ice um but if you pause right before you can see some of those uh pieces of ice look like kind of thin sheets of plexiglass (laughs) just Mm -hmm. kind of falling over (laughs) So, um, but yeah, like I said, it, it takes a lot of momentum. It takes, it, it seems near impossible, but this is, uh, this is drum technique, right? I mean, that, yeah, that's... It, a little, a little bit of it. Absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah I, I think, you know, we, we just see that Daniel continues to kind of, uh, beat the odds here. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so, yeah, uh, Miyagi steps up to collect his winnings, but Chosen slaps his hand down in the cash and says, we do not honor bet with coward. And uh, it's too bad Matt's not here because I do have to give a coward count. Uh, <laughs> uh, so right now we're counting how many times coward is spoken in the movie and how many times baby is spoken in the movie. Uh, so right now it's coward five, baby two. All right. Uh, so. We'll see how a coward and the baby do by the end of the movie. <laughs> uh, and I, I like this thing that um, you know Pat Morita kind of does uh, with with the stack of money too. <laughs> like he he does the thing where he kind of you know runs his like thumb or finger across like all <laughs> the different bills. Like can you hear that? Can you hear all the money I just stole from you? Like just that little added salt to the wound. Like it's it's a great touch uh, by by Pat. Yeah, he not only does that, he like he also like straightens it out on the bar and then and yeah. then and just pleasure doing business with you <laughs> oh man if we could get some sort of like I, and i know that there's not a technology for this yet but you know how they have the deep fakes where you can have people kind of do the faces yeah. what if you could you know uh, also kind of animate the body and have miyaki like make it rain you know just like <laughs> look at this money i got yeah yeah um yeah according to the shooting script uh sato when he tells chosen not to embarrass uncle again he get he's uh, the script tells him to give chosen a look that could freeze fire <laughs> oh wow <laughs> yeah. and yeah to add further embarrassment as miyagi steps away flipping the cash daniel kind of looks is has been looking back and forth loving this and then gives one last triumphant look at chosen before he walks away and then the girls walk behind daniel just giggling to each other <laughs> Yeah, I'm telling you, you know, Kumiko said, like, I didn't think he could do it. But, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 Daniel surprised him. Um, I I feel like, you know, Mr. Miyagi, he he bet enough so that way he can get Daniel back his money for college and enough for Chinese food. Yes, yes. And and this is actually much better than what they did in the shooting script. In the shooting script, when they come out of the bar, Daniel is, like, mad at Miyagi. And he's like, how could you do that to me? You didn't even help me. And then uh, Miyagi says, I did. And Daniel says, yeah, how? And Miyagi puts cash in his hand. He's like, I held your share. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm glad like, they didn't do that. I, I, I like the idea of Daniel being, you knew I could do it. I can't, I, 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 I can't believe I did that. You know, like happy and celebrating, not like mad at Miyagi. Uh, yeah, exactly. I, I, like, you know, it, it adds to their dynamic, right, between the two. Like, um, it, uh, Mr. Miyagi had faith in him, and he's like, man, you – yeah, you knew it all along that I'd be able to do it. So uh, Daniel needs to realize that, and he can't always just uh, kind of doubt Miyagi. Yeah, and again, I think they were trying. You know, Robert Mark Hamon was trying to uh, echo the first movie again because you know after Miyagi makes that bet in Cobra Kai, Daniel's like bellowing at him as they're crossing the road, but they had a they didn't have this established relationship by then. They were like, he's right. just like, what is this old man doing? Yes. Good point. Yeah. He's going to get me killed. Um, so yeah. Uh, how much money do you think he won? <laughs> like oh, he put gosh, $600 I mean... on. And also Daniel said at the beginning of the movie, like, like he bought this plane ticket and used his college tuition money, which seems like, that's a lot of money for a plane ticket. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. I Anything I'd say would just be a guess. Oh, yeah. I know. <laughs> a few, a few grand. I, yeah. I don't know. 
Also, is this a weird joke? The idea that someone in Okinawa whose, you know, foods are uh, Japanese, right, would be craving Chinese food. <laughs> yeah, that line always stuck out to me. But I mean, you know, if it's if it's I, I don't know, because um, I was about to say, like, if I was visiting Laos or Thailand, I, I would get the food local to me. But I'm not I'm not from there. So that's a little bit different. But you know, I'm I'm American. I was I was born in the U.S. So if I visit any any other place, I, I would kind of get like what's hot. So maybe over there they have this really hot Chinese place that you know that's always uh, pretty busy and has really good food. I don't know. Maybe they're just like yeah, we we need something a little bit different. Yeah, I just think like if I was if, okay. So I'm an American. I've been living in like I don't know. Amsterdam for like years and I'm coming back and I'm used to all this like I don't know uh, salt really salty stuff and I'm not used to getting like a good like a greasy spoon diner kind of meal I'd want to go to that greasy spoon, like an American greasy spoon di- please give me my favorite dish it's been years since I've been home uh that's what I want you know but um yeah maybe, maybe uh Chinese food is kind of like you know, like your cheat day, like, oh, you know, in, <laughs> yeah. in Okinawa, like our servings are a little, a little bit small and whatever. We got all this money. Let's go. Let's go to the Chinese buffet and get all the other, you know, greasy fried food we can get. And I even went on the uh, on the on the old Google and started, you know, because uh, I'm very uncultured. So I was like, OK, what's the difference between Chinese food and Japanese food? And then by the end of all that research, I ended up going to get Chinese food. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, that was the outcome of that. <laughs> more, more cooked items. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, we have this quick moment where um, uh, Chosen comes out of the bar, and it looks like he might be ready to start something, but then he doesn't. Maybe he doesn't want to embarrass his uncle anymore. Um, and Daniel and jo- uh, Daniel and Kumiko don't seem worried about it at all. Yeah, I mean, if if this is a place that they frequent, and if you know they are that well known, he's pretty embarrassed right now. Yeah, yeah, so, I totally understand. Uh, before we leave this scene, we got to do a little soundtrack check because there it was a song playing in the bar, um, and I got to say, like that song, it, that little bit of synth guitar, that did it, 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 like pulsing through the scene, always kind of pumps me up as like the anticipation of Daniel about to break the ice. And, and after he breaks the ice, the Miyagi training theme kind of drops back out and we're back to, uh, that song again. Um, uh, it's called, uh, rock and roll over you. Uh, uh, and it's by crazy enough, (laughs) the moody blues, which I was just like, yeah, they're definitely our, big rock band uh, like i know them uh from like knights in white satin <laughs> but in the 60s and and around this time uh in 85 86 they had an album out with this song on it but the big single from uh this album was your wildest dreams which i loved when i was like 10 or 11 i think okay <laughs> um i'm not familiar with them yeah uh the 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 repeated lyric is uh like a rock i'm gonna roll over you (laughs) i like that yeah and uh did you know it was used again in cobra kai i did um 
Yeah, uh, fun fact. Uh, Michael Jonathan Smith, who wrote that episode 304, uh, the right, was it The Right Path? Yep. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, he did not write that song in, and so that was actually added uh, mm. after. Uh, I think maybe they were looking for a place for it, but yeah, he he did not have that music cue uh, in the scene uh, for the soccer uh, the soccer scrimmage. Soccer fight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Soccer. Yeah. Football. It, it uh, works though. I, I yeah, I really it liked it hearing it hearing it uh, it again. Uh, all right, so we go back to the Miyagi Dojo. We have Daniel staring at that drawing of Shimpo Sensei, um, and Miyagi walks in. And, uh, uh, oh, I, I want to note that I love that Daniel has respect for this dojo. Like he's dressed to go out with Kumiko, but he still is just walking around in the dojo in bare feet. You know, he's going to pull his uh, shoes and socks on outside, but even though he's all ready to go, he's still going to, he wants to hang out in the dojo and it looks like he's like cleaning up, you know, even yeah. all dressed to go to with Kumiko. He's, he wants to help Miyagi out. You know, and I do like that he respects the Asian culture with, uh, you know, entering without shoes on. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, fun, fun fact, but also kind of embarrassing. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, for those that don't know, I got to visit the set uh, in Atlanta and I went into um, Miyagi Do right. and I walked in with shoes on. <gasps> and Brianna was like, Peter, shoes off. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, you know, because it's a set. So I, yeah, you know, exactly. I, I, I wasn't thinking. But not only that, I was in awe of where I was. I was like, I was in freaking, you know, Miyagi though, inside, yeah. standing in front of rule number one and two. And so, that, yeah, I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, you know, yeah. And I immediately removed my shoes. Like, Hayden was like standing there with like his, his shoes in his hand. <laughs> I'm like, oh, wow, God. really? Yeah, he was thinking, I was like, yeah. Oh, this, you're Asian, shouldn't you know? Like, it's a set. Like, I don't know if the same rules applied. Like, this isn't really Miyagi's house. <laughs> Miyagi's not a real character, but no, I, yeah, it, it was kind of one of those things. Like, you're like, oh man, I'm inside Miyagi. Though it's kind of serene, and all of a sudden, like, Peter, remove your shoes. Like, oh, whoops, yeah, felt really bad. Also, Daniel mentions like, I wish you had one of these back home, and I, I love, I, I wish we got a little shot of Miyagi going. Good idea, Daniel. Son, we should build one of these. <laughs> hmm, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, all right, so yeah, Daniel hangs up a weapon and he starts uh, putting this rag away, and uh, Miyagi says it's a weapon, and so uh, Miyagi Miyagi tells him to drop it, and and he does why he goes drop, and Miyagi kneels down and is face to face with uh well daniel's uh belt <laughs> yeah yeah probably also jc penny 298 we don't know <laughs> yeah right 398. uh and miyagi says what do i see and I, I love how like awkward daniel's trying to like like how do i what do i even say to this <laughs> like what do you what, you know and then he and then miyagi says don't <laughs> yeah now, primary target yeah, the uh, I guess for for years I I've never really looked at the, you know the the things really in the background. I'm always just kind of focusing on the characters, but all the weapons that are hanging on the wall. Do you think Miyagi knows how to use that and possibly kill people? Ooh, um, I would assume. Uh, I would assume if he was trained in that dojo from uh, youth, that he'd pick up those now and then. Sure. Oh sure. Uh, I, I was. 
trying to give you a little alley-oop there to uh, you know the, the the fun fact that we find out in 305 in Cobra Kai. What's that? I forgot. Like, oh, well, the Miyagi, though, it's not, you know, like when, when Chosen's like, oh, did, did they're talking about, oh, did Miyagi teach you everything? It's like, oh, yeah, Miyagi taught me everything I know. Uh, you know, and he's like, "Are you sure about that?" You know, and then that's when he learns out, uh, learns that Miyagi Do they 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 also had to like fend for themselves against like the invasion back in the day. So um, that's that's where like the pressure oh, points yeah. came into play. So he knows how to disable people, and so I've got to rewatch those episodes. They're so good. Oh yeah, well I mean, uh, at, at the very least, rewatch the yeah all, all the stuff with like you know references Yuji. to part yeah. two. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, Yuji uh, Kumiko, but just in time, yeah, yeah. they reference uh. Part two, um, some some nice little nuggets there. Because then you go back and you're like, yeah, all those times that Daniel, like, oh, you really could have killed that guy. And <laughs> like, yo, Miyagi just held, you know, kept that to himself, didn't want Daniel to know. So, yeah, they retcon that. I am going to do that. Uh, that is definitely that is definitely something I need to refresh myself on. Um, yeah, awesome. Uh, so is that area really the primary target? Like, is is karate taught this way? And I, you know, and I do wish uh, uh, Matt was here. I was going to ask him because it seems that Miyagi has a mastery of the the primary target uh, in the first movie. Uh, at least Fumio Demura does uh, when he takes right. down the Kobus. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I think it's Johnny that he kicks right in the groin. Oh gosh! Well, he he whacks both uh, Jimmy and Dutch, I believe, uh, to, at the same time with his fists. <laughs> Um, yeah. And of course I, I started Googling about that and I didn't think, I didn't find anything about, uh, karate per se, but I did find, well, let's say I didn't really do a lot of Googling in the subject, but I did yeah. find something you called find the wrong videos. Yeah. I found, uh, iron crotch Kung Fu and I have to post this video. I have to remember to post this. <laughs> okay. This is a video about this guy, this old guy, uh, uh, still alive today. It shows him just punching himself over and over in the crotch, uh, and then hitting himself there with a brick over and over, having people kick him there, uh, and then finally uh, uh, swinging a log into that area. Boom! Uh, huh. <laughs> and his name is Master Wei, and he has a kung fu studio uh, where he does teach the art of. Uh, iron crotch kung fu um basically to for people to withstand blows uh to the primary target <laughs> he's also like like it's it's good for your health he says um i would have to say i disagree and it was funny in the article it was kind of like yeah this has actually been proven but <laughs> for some reason people keep signing up for it <laughs> yeah uh mildly interested in checking that out <laughs> I actually meant to send you the the video before we started today, but it's yeah. Really bad, but <laughs> huh. okay, all right. That's a that's a thing. Protected it's from horrific. blows. It's it's <laughs> horrific. Um, also, I, I think one last little fun. I mean, Kumiko shows up at the end of this little segment and says she has dance clothes for Daniel. But notice Miyagi stuffs the rag into uh, Daniel's pocket, um, which uh, you know what we know that later on he's going to need it. Uh, he uses it. But in the script, it's not as, as subtle. He, uh, subtle. He he literally uh, says the line, never know when you might need this. And he puts it in Daniel's pocket. It's like <laughs> just noticing it as, on a rewatch, uh, I think, is more rewarding than actually having Miyagi say, like, this is going to come in handy. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> yeah, no. Uh, maybe it's supposed to be like a pocket handkerchief. You know? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, it'll go great with that shirt. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's it for today. I don't have any more notes. How about you? No, you know, like just the fact that Kumigo is taking Daniel out, I'm sure Miyagi has a feeling that Trouble might be looking for Daniel. So it's, pre- mm-hmm. you know, preparing him. It's just one of those things that um, I don't know if you've ever referenced like Stupid Crazy Love. Have you ever seen that movie? Uh, Crazy Stupid Love? I've seen yeah. it. Uh, oh, yeah. the Isn't that the one where uh, Steve Carell says you Miyagi'd me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I think this is like kind of one of those examples yeah. where like Daniel doesn't think like anything of it. But Miyagi is actually kind of giving him something to potentially help himself, you know, uh, it, it should trouble find him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, he could have used that on the bridge too, you know, when he was, uh, when he was attacked by chosen earlier in the movie. Yeah. Uh, to, to, to be fair, he didn't know that uh, he was going to run off with the, the baby's toy and you know, <laughs> dance a geisha on the road. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like geisha. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks for joining uh, me today, Peter. Uh, Eden, I'm hoping you'll come back on Friday to finish off the week. I'm going to have to, I think, I think uh, Matt is still gone. He's still, still yeah. praying, I believe. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm I'm praying for him that he'll eventually come back, but uh, probably not going to be till next week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as for us, uh, please send feedback to KarateKidMinute at gmail dot com. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook. Just look for Karate Kid Minute. You're going to find us. And if you got a minute or two, give us a nice rating and review on Apple Podcasts. We'd really appreciate it. And until next time, we don't honor bets with cowards.